0: all right welcome back uh this week we're gonna break down the final four and uh, what amounted to a pretty underwhelming championship game uh and then we'll finish it off by uh doing our top 10 rankings uh after the uh tournament and kind of see where uh, how things changed
1: uh but yeah so should we start with the uh first two final four games yeah, we got we got to, we could probably start with the like one good game of the uh of the final four basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. for in total the final four was
0: definitely a little underwhelming. I mean, Yukon was just far dominant.
1: So didn't make for a uh, super interesting finale. Yeah, I Yukon wasn't interested in playing fun basketball this tournament. Um tournament yeah. <laughs> all.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs>
1: but they they their game it was like they're they're fun to watch. Like they play a like a unique style of basketball. I think at least for especially for college. Um, but they were their the actual games themselves were basically all over with ten minutes left to go in the in the second quarter
0: or the second half. Yeah. So, um, the first game was yeah definitely a lot more interesting. Florida Atlantic led for most of the second half. I mean until well I guess they led from, uh, let's see it was like. Six minutes left in the first half. They led all the way to the last second buzzer beater, where San Diego State took the lead. Um, just pretty bad collapse on FAU's part.
1: Yeah, they just they looked completely out of it by the end of the game. Like I think they were playing really good basketball to start it off. They they looked their their offense was actually kind of like not humming because San Diego State's not going to let that happen in any situation. Um, but they put a forty on them in the first half. Like that's that's. A lot for San Diego State. Yeah. I mean,
0: uh, other than this, Yukon in is probably like up there for the most San Diego State's allowed in a quarter. Yeah.
1: And uh, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Down that stretch, though, it was just, they looked scared. They were taking bad shots. They were moving foot. They were like taking, I kind of take whatever they could get because I don't think they were, thought they were going to get anything better, but they just were not getting anything decent up. And San Diego State, I mean, they, credit to them, they just defend the hell. Like when they lock in their defense, defense is. Easily one of the best in the country this year. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, they just like shut teams down. I mean, FAU uh, for the last seven and seven 45 of the game scored six points. I mean, that's just crazy. I mean, it, especially on like the biggest stage, like San Diego State just locked them down.
1: Yeah, exactly. I I think, yeah, the, the defense of San Diego State was fun to watch. I hadn't watched a ton of Mountain West basketball because their games typically start at like 10 o'clock at night, Uh, yeah. East Coast t- and yeah. they only have three opponents at their conference who are, like, interesting to see them play. Um, yeah, those
0: three opponents weren't even worth it in the tournament.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, like, it, it was, there was – so there was not – I did not take my opportunities to see – well, either of these teams play out of conference. And I – or out of the NCAA tournament. And both these teams were really – like, they were fun teams to lot. Maybe we could have had a more exciting Final Four if we got some team that could hold a candle to UConn, but – yeah, see,
0: that's, I mean, like, upsets are all good and fun and, like, make for, like, really exciting, like, tournament. But then, eventually, it just kind of kills the quality of it. And, I mean, I'm not complaining. Like, I, I, I thought this was a very fun tournament. Uh, This game actually had the only real buzzer beater, and I was at dinner, so I didn't even see it. But I thought it was pretty solid. Um, Definitely could have. Yeah, I think, like, because last year, like, there was – the final four was pretty good last year. Like UNC Duke was just a great matchup. Um, And this just, this was the only close game and it was still a five versus nine seed. So it's not even, it's like, like nobody was confident that the winner of that game was going to like win the next, uh, win the championship. So definitely was, definitely was a bit underwhelming, but I think overall pretty solid tournament.
1: Although we'll get into it with our seeding in a little bit, we definitely think that all the teams, like the teams, if we had like if you reseeded out the bracket at this point, all the te- all these teams that went on run would obviously have like they they would play, play some, especially FAU would have like launched themselves up, um, going like the they were they were very strong. I clearly.
0: Yeah, yeah, we both would have them at like fives right
1: now. Yep, yep, and and San Diego State both would like would be a three for us. Like so, like these teams generally like.
0: Yeah, but I think if you put San Diego State as a three seed, I like not confident that they like, cause like like these games obviously like, like it's like it counts for the most, but like in terms of overall season quality, it's like not exactly the best. Like, cause if San Diego State was a three seed, I wouldn't be surprised if they like won one game and then lost to a six seed. Like,
1: fair, but they I I'll give them credit. Like compared to FAU and like most mostly FAU, San Diego State really did have, and San Diego State and Miami both. Had to play some like serious competition on uh, to like get here,
0: yeah. Yeah, San Diego State. The The one thing for them was they squeaked out every single win they had,
1: yeah. That's fair, <laughs>
0: <laughs> they beat everybody by like one point. They, I mean, beat, they killed, per- yeah, they killed Furman, and then, yeah, the last two games that they won against uh FAU and Creighton were both by one point.
1: Yeah, yeah, they really they played some very well. I wouldn't know if I would call it necessarily like the most exciting basketball down like <laughs> the Elite Eight final four, but yeah. they did play games at the very least.
0: Yeah, exactly. They played close. They play kind of the same style as Virginia. Like they're not going to like trounce you. Like they'll just play really good defense and keep themselves close to take over.
1: Yep, yep. But it was a, it was a really it was a good basketball. I, I, even if it wasn't like you, you could dream of, like Alabama versus I don't. The that the lower end of the bracket wasn't super exciting, so like Alabama versus whoever would have maybe <laughs> been the final four matchup, but like,
0: yeah, but I mean, yeah, San Diego State they played great defense and they kept themselves in this game, and I mean, still credit to FAU. Like, I don't think this is like obviously they collapsed in the game, but I wouldn't call it a disappointment because I mean, who had them going to the final four? Like, I think, I think that they can be happy about how the season went and like kind of use this to. Hopefully not pull a UNC next year. We're being the being a higher seed, making the final four, and then completely disappearing. But because the FAU teams bring a lot of people back, so they should be pretty good next year.
1: Yeah, and their coach says he'll be back too. So we'll get we'll get into this next week. Where we're going to talk about our top tens. But I could eat, I I'd be pretty surprised if FAU in my uh, preseason top like my way too early top ten next week.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Cause this like, it's kind of like that Loyola Chicago team that made a run to the final four. Like they were good. And then, I mean, the difference was Florida Atlantic, it was only a three loss team going into the tournament. So like they were already considered pretty good. They just like, they, people were just questioning their conference. Like Loyola Chicago, like didn't have as great of a record when they went on their run, but then they brought everyone back and Loyola Chicago was ranked at the top 25 to start the season. So yeah, I had no doubts. This FAU team will be a top 25 team to start and mm-hmm yeah maybe even as you said, a top ten top fifteen, yeah
1: yep yeah, we'll see we'll get that we'll get to that next week though, and we can get to the uh the next game of the uh the night, i guess, but uh you caught miami too
0: yes, uh, it was disappointing. I've obviously been really high on Miami and kind of just wanted to see how far they could go, but i I'm still impressed with them, they obviously lost by thirteen, but they like they didn't like go away like some teams got have gotten absolutely killed by UConn. I'm pretty sure that's the best margin against UConn, am I right?
1: And that's really, did they beat something like 11, maybe? No, 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 never mind. Yeah, no. No, the
0: closest one was that Miami game of 13 points, right? Am I doing the math right?
1: St. Yeah. St. Mary's by 15, You San Diego State by 17. Yeah, Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah, UConn just killed everyone. Miami kept the closest, so considering Miami the second best team this year, that's uh, <laughs> they <laughs> keep- So they're they can go to the White House with with
1: with UConn. They'll be number two in your rankings when we'll, we we'll, when we we'll talk about that in like fifteen minutes too, right? No, they'll not be number two, but they will be top ten. I'll give you that. Their name okay. will be there. Uh, yeah, but yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, it it wasn't a horrible for Miami by any means. Um, they definitely they knew what they had to do, which was force UConn turnovers, and I think they did. They were pretty aggressive about that. Yeah. Uh, which I think like a solid decision. Um, but at the end of the day, they just like, Yukon defense has really, like, what? They're, I think they're still not super high by Ken I don't know if they're top five at this point.
0: You know, I would but, say that they're one and two with San Diego State. I mean, obviously, those are the teams that lasted the longest, but their defenses just both looked incredible. UConn
1: held them to, like, 35% shooting. 32, sorry. No one was getting open shots on UConn down the stretch of, the, like, this tournament run. They just looked, they looked on, their defense looked unstoppable, and their, their offense was, like, actually what their what their strong suit is by Ken Palm at least.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, it was insane. I mean, who had better? De- who did? Who does has a better defense? Rutgers has a better defense. Houston, San Diego State, Alabama, UCLA, Tennessee. Yeah,
1: I w- I I'm always willing to give it up for Tennessee. Tennessee's defense was mean. No, I, I, agree. It. I
0: agree. I agree. I'd say Tennessee. I I would give. I'd probably say those are the top three. Um, obviously UCLA was really good when they had Jalen Clark, but Alabama. Yeah. I, feel like, I feel like Alabama like. That's probably because they ran such a fast tempo that, like, it just adjusts pretty well for them. Like, if they just, like, hold them to, like, pretty good points.
1: That's part of it. But on, like, Houston, I would say that I think Alabama, like, mass amount of size made, gave, them, gave them, like, a pretty flex. Like, I don't think – Yeah,
0: they definitely did have just a bunch of, like, lanky, like, long, tall guys.
1: Yeah, like, I don't think – like, like State we gave up 71 to San Diego State. But, they, like, there's not – like, they don't have – even with the tempo they play, they don't have any, like – you can go through their season. There's not many bad defensive performances on their resume, even with the tempo they play. So, I I think – I don't know if I'd put them above UConn, but I do think their defense is legit, like, one of the best in the country. Yeah. Yeah. But,
0: yeah, no, so UConn just stifled this Miami team. This Miami team, uh, they just – they just were too small for UConn. I mean, Miami – no one really took advantage of, like, Miami's tallest guy being six seven. I mean, Omer – Omer, like – he rebounded very well in every single game, um, but this one he was definitely limited. There was yeah, forty one to thirty two was the rebound differential.
1: Yeah, so Nogo's like the third tallest guy in UConn's like regular rotation. Like it's just this, the amount of size UConn's able to throw at you is just is just absurd. Um, yeah. And I don't even think Miami. I think that you're. I think you had a point that Miami actually didn't roll over and dive as on the boards as much as I thought they would, but they definitely. It was clearly a bit, like one of the issues they had during that game. Yeah, yeah, it was
0: definitely just going to be a known advantage. Um, and yeah, just the pain play in general. UConn had five blocks, so yeah, it was yeah. Tough. Pack only had eight yeah. points. He had to he didn't play as much as he probably would have because he didn't have a backup pair of shoes. <laughs> once he busted it, he had they had to like figure something out, get a walk on shoes or something. So once that kind of happened and they were already down, it just it seemed over.
1: Yeah, it was it was a tough like I but you really can't be upset about this, their their performances here. They really that like this has been that was a great great tournament run for Miami. They they really were impressive. Absolutely. Yeah,
0: but yeah, I mean it's all credit to UConn. So should we talk about our uh, championship game? We got yeah. we got together. We watched it. Wasn't the most exhilarating, but I mean at least San Diego State gave a little bit of effort at the end
1: they made it like they brought in like five or six like very close to the end of the game and they, they were like oh is you city was state gonna make this game and then a minute later you're like nope yukon yeah they shut the door on this
0: yeah because like six is like it's like it's yeah you're close but it's not that close but this six points it like felt like they were back in the game just because of how because it just feels like nobody can get that close to yukon at this point in the game like it's just incredible
1: it was like six with like five minutes to go, and then like a minute and a half later, it was already back in like they like yeah, it was already back at almost double digits. Um, I guess that's not saying like that's a, a single basket, but I think UConn immediately hit a three after that.
0: Yeah, uh, and then, yeah, they they got to six, hit a three, and then San Diego State didn't score for the next like three minutes.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not San Diego State was yeah they were like UConn just kind of out flat like they were just so good on both ends of the court. That it was just – they just kind of, like, outclassed every team they played. Without. Like, especially down this tournament run, there was just, like – like beating this UConn team seemed almost impossible, given how good they were on both ends. If you want to have a defensive battle, they can do that. If you want to try and outscore them, they can do that. like
0: Yeah, and credit to San Diego State. They made this, like, a, a gritty, like, gross game. Like, it was close to start. Like, UConn was not efficient shooting. Like, they didn't have a good offensive – yeah, they scored 76 points, but they didn't really play – that efficiently i mean i think a lot of it came on second chance points uh but yeah they were 43 percent san diego state themselves was 32 percent. like it was a defensive game to start and then uh like san diego state like they have a good defense they just don't have the offense to like take themselves over the edge uconn has the offense to go with the defense that took them over the edge and ran away with this game
1: yeah it's a little bit of a shame we didn't get to see uconn go against like one of the real heavy hitters in the tournament run like i guess kind of depends on your mileage with Gonzaga-ish, I get, like, ish, Um, but, yeah, like, I don't, I wouldn't give dog like, I I would have liked to see them play one of, like, the really high-end out-of-conference teams in this, in, like, for, like, the Final Four or something, but still, like, they they had, just,
0: they had a good region. It would have been nice to see them play Kansas and UCLA or something like that.
1: Yeah, but so it's
0: Texas and Houston.
1: Yeah, despite that, you still just can't, like, this was, they were just so dominant in the games they did play. I don't think this is, like, at all, like, an Astros champion. Like, this an incredibly impressive championship.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, like, up there with dominant runs. I think I think I wouldn't call it the best run just because, yeah, as we just said, like, they didn't play the top like, seeds. They didn't play a single one or two throughout their run. They played I'm pretty sure they played three of the five seeds. <laughs> they played as many of the five seeds as you could possibly play.
1: Did um, yeah, yeah Yeah, they beat Wow, they beat San Diego State to beat Miami They in, beat. In Jeez, yeah, wow, okay, that's quite something. That that's that's pretty funny.
0: Yeah, the best team they beat was Gonzaga, and Gonzaga, like, this was like, and they were very true to any focus. So they kind of, they kind of got a good path, but I mean, you can't complain about how it like shapes up to you. Like, you take it as it is and. uh they just dominated it. Like they played so well that, like, I have no doubts that they would have done this against any other team. To be honest,
1: yeah, I, I think, I think at the end of this, if I had to, like, if you, if they, we did another March Madness immediately after March Madness, like, you call would be by picked to win that. Like, I, like, they are. I think it's not, it's not at all crazy to say they're the best team in the country at this point. Like, I don't think it's like a champion where you're like, is this really the top team? I think this clearly is the best team. In the country. Yeah, because
0: most years you can do your re rank. Like, we're gonna talk about it a bit. You can do your re rank and you'll you more than nine times out of 10, you'll have the number one or like, you'll have the winner at number one, but there's probably been some years where the winner hasn't been. This just isn't the case. Like UConn definitely. I can confidently say that UConn is the number one team. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's the best run. Like I think the best run that I've probably seen in recent history is Villanova in 2018, that Dante DiVincenzo team with Jalen Brunson. Uh, They beat, the 16 seed by 16, they beat nine seed by 23. They beat the five seed by 12. They beat the three seed by 12. They beat Kansas, who was a one seed by 26, and then they won in the national championship game against number three seed Michigan by 17. So,
1: yeah, <laughs> and that's yeah that that's pretty darn impressive. I just pulled up the Baylor one. Baylor only played one single digit game. That's that's not. the other
0: that's the other team I was going to bring up, and yeah. they like killed a really good Gonzaga team that year.
1: Yeah, absolutely killed the Gonzaga team. Absolutely killed Houston that year. Like they, they're all, they're close to the game with a nine point win over three seed Arkansas. Like and that, was, they that was a uh, so like yeah. The, this is not necessarily the most impressive championship, but I think I don't think you can discredit it at all. It really. Yeah, it I, think it's, I think
0: it's up there in most recent history. I mean, I think the probably good debate is like the UConn teams like of that have won it. Like this is probably one of the more rounded UConn teams. I don't know if it's like the most exciting, but I think it's probably. Arguably the best one.
1: I don't know. Yeah. I especially a recent memory. I wasn't really paying a ton of attention to the Kemba Walker year and like um and like a like minimal attention to the Shabazz Napier year, but I think clearly you can put it above the shabby like the Shabazz Napier team was just a wild run. Yeah. Uh and the but you could the, you could you could make a pretty solid argument that this team is better than the Kevin team, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and then the other team I'd bring up for one of the best runs was 2009 UNC with Tyler Hansborough and Ty Lawson. They dominated mm-hmm. as well. Played two two seeds, a three and a four.
1: Yeah, yep. And like even we can go back to even like last year. Like it's not like it's a crazy thing for a team not to play like a ton of high seeds. The last year's Kansas team only played one two seed their entire run. Uh, they didn't play any one seeds. They didn't play any three seeds. Um, so the March Madness can be a little wild. So it's, it's not like UConn had like a super duper easy path. I think they just had a slightly easier path than normal.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at the uh simple rating system and uh for UConn and yeah, it gives it the 1999. team, the best one. It's the one with Richard Hamilton.
1: Oh yeah! Wow, they really love their their like lead guards. Yeah, no, they they definitely get a good guard.
0: I mean, look, in 2004 they had uh Ben Gordon. Yeah,
1: mm. yeah, and yeah. Okafor was
0: the center on that team.
1: SnoGo. this was Sanogo's team, but it still. um, like Honestly, they, Yeah, it was,
0: I mean, it became Jordan Hawkins. He, like, really stepped up in some of these games.
1: The guard, yeah, the guard play was definitely not a slouch on this team. Like, it wasn't, like, I don't think it was, like, you. Sonogo may have been the best player, but it was a very well-rounded team that could attack you from, like, a ton of different angles.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Like, yeah, Hawkins and Sanogo both were over 16 points, so. Uh, just a great team, um, and they shouldn't be completely out of the picture of competing next year.
1: People already seem to be throwing Sanogo to the NBA, um, and, uh, but uh, Andre Jackson says he wants to come back, which I think is interesting because he could be a first-round draft pick. Yeah, there's uh,
0: always – there's definitely like that – they're definitely on a high a bit, like considering like, man, like, oh, I love this. Like, Let's do this again. Like, Then, then they might come back and be like, am I going to have a better shot at the NBA if I come back another year?
1: Yeah, exactly. But I think – and apparently Sonogo can't get paid NIL sponsorship money because he's an overseas player, which is interesting. Oh,
0: true, yes.
1: Yeah. I didn't realize that. But so that maybe if Sonogo thinks he can be a second-round draft pick, maybe he just, just goes for the money. Um, yeah. And if Andre Jackson – if he gets word he could be a first-round pick, I think Andre probably should just go to the NBA. But, uh, you know, maybe they, if they can bring both of those guys, they could be crazy, and I think they'll be good regardless. Yeah,
0: because Andre Jackson, he's not like – a scorer so like if he just has like because what he's gonna go for his just like dream on is he is he kind of a Draymond green i feel like i didn't see too much of him like like he's he's obviously not as big but he only had to average 6.7 points he had 6.2 rebounds and 4.7 assists and um so he's not like great if he's got enough to go to the nba now i would just do it like
1: yeah, I, I'm interested in that too. I I think he's definitely considered. Like, I just I'm not sure what the comp is like for Andre Jackson. Like, is is Underwooderson the comp for Andre Jackson? I was just thinking that, <laughs> like he's he, like he you could tell like I like from the like he doesn't he didn't even play play like a buttload. I guess he was playing 29 minutes a, team, a game for his team. Like his passing looked at, like I, he did lead the team besides Hawkins. He was second in minutes per game.
0: Yeah, I mean, tied for most in assists.
1: Yeah, and very, but just definitely, it's a very odd player for the NBA. Like he, I like he was definitely throwing some nice interior passes to like Snogo. He, like okay. he's just very He he
0: would he had no interest in shooting any sort of three pointer.
1: Yeah, I'm seeing some stuff like maybe he'll develop a jumper, but like guys who shoot like seventy percent for like six. No, he's like lower than that. Like he's like a sixty-five free throw shooter. Like guys like who shoot that for the free throw line when no one's defending you very rarely become like actual shooters yeah
0: I don't know I think he's i think he probably has to go if he has any sort
1: of draft stock, but yeah yeah if you carry first round buzz then i would i would say go for it but like if other like even with that like they're bringing back a lot of other guys like if even if like those main three guys yeah
0: even if Sonoga leaves Clintigan's like he's a seven foot two center who's already dominating in the tournament like he just looked
1: like a force out there like in the rim protection. And That's Tristan true. Newton has another year of eligibility, also. Um, like yeah. I, I definitely see him come back. So I, I don't think this is be bad. Yeah, they certainly shouldn't miss the tournament. It's just the question of are they going to be? They're, they I don't know if they're going to be championship contenders next year unless they can bring Sanogo
0: back. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it'll be interesting to see. Obviously, nothing. You don't know anything until, until like transfer portal figures itself out.
1: Yeah, that's the other thing. We're gonna try to do our early rankings next week, but there there's a lot of questions in the air with the NBA very draft. subject to change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a lot of guesswork this early. I've seen like a lot of other published pub like ESPN and like that sort of thing, like uh, two forty seven, like Arnold it out their early rankings. And it's a bit, it's a little bit aggressive, but you know, it's an interesting thing to discuss at least.
0: Yeah, it's a good concept. Good, good discussion. Thanks for interesting content, but. Yeah, so let's uh, San Diego State. Obviously, great run by them. They didn't, they didn't like sneak their way here. They did have to beat Alabama, um, and obviously, that was like the only, that was the only top like five seed they played
1: in the run. But Crane was a solid six seed, though. Like, I, I don't think.
0: Yeah, I FAU like... was dead, far and away the best nine seed. Like they definitely got like some solid teams they ran through. Um, not to discredit them, but. Yeah, this team just didn't look quite ready to win it, and uh, I don't know. I don't think that
1: they're going to make it this far next year. No, they're definitely – they're very senior heavy. I, I think some of them have another year of eligibility, but they're going to lose. I, I have to imagine a lot of these guys are going to be gone. Um, uh, yeah, Matt Bradley's done. Uh, yeah. I think Tremel actually, Tremel has two more years. He registered a year. That's interesting. Actually, I don't know if you. I wonder if you get. That. I'm not sure how the rules work with that. If you get the red shirt year counted as the year, um, I guess Lady could be back too. You know, maybe they're, yeah, but still making the final four would be a big ass for this team. Even if everything does come, every you know they don't, you know they only lose Matt Bradley. Like, I I don't know. Like expecting this team to go to make the final four again. Yeah, and they're also losing Mensa, who was their big, uh, through through big uh, interior defender. Two time Mountain West Defensive Player of the Year, like yeah, that that's that's yeah, that's a very fun, fair point. Uh, yeah, so they're probably gonna fall off a little bit, uh, but they should still be a tournament team next year unless guys are just like transferred away for them for some reason. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know.
0: Overall, I'd say it's a pretty good tournament. What do you what do you have for lasting Uh, remarks on the tournament?
1: I think it was I think it was exciting. Like I just like at the, the level we were talking about the parity that we. Big brackets that didn't represent that parity, and then we saw the parity come out, and it was it was I exciting. Put, I put,
0: I we talked about it all year, and I put three one seeds in my final four.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 and no, yeah, it, we got, yeah, we we completely forgot what we were saying. So, it, but it was still a fun tournament. I I think I had a good time watching it, even if it wasn't like the kind of tournament that gives you like the all-time great matchups down the stretch, really.
0: Yeah, we didn't get like a collision course of like Alabama. Houston, like like that year of Gonzaga Baylor, like I mean that that was just like such a great matchup that didn't even end up being that great. Um, but yeah, I think overall I really enjoyed it, and it's a real bummer that it's over
1: now. Yeah, it, with the college basketball, uh, like dry period is a tough time. Yeah, gonna have to.
0: I mean, it's good. It's good thing that the playoffs starting. A week for NBA.
1: They time it out pretty well. Like, we, well, we get some trash at NBA basketball for a week first. So, like, that, there's that, I guess.
0: It's all right. I'll, I'm watching golf this weekend, uh, Thursday through uh, Sunday. I got the Masters to hold me over to NBA playoffs.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. And then you'll, yeah. Then you'll be, at least you'll get through there. Cause, like, really, yeah, the NBA is just brutal last week of the season.
0: Yeah. I mean, they're also like, let's not get too much NBA talk, but they're so spaced out that, like, there's going to be a lot of resting going on.
1: And there's so many teams that have just like, like you look at their, you're like, wow, your your three best players are all hurt right now. That's that's kind of interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now the NBA talks a lot more unexciting because players do not care.
1: Yeah, <laughs> the teams at this point are like really they're they're fucking with their feet at this point. So yeah, yeah,
0: we, we went for teams playing for their lives to now teams are like backing their way into playoffs because
1: of. <laughs> we'll ramp back up. Anyway, we we can move on from that. While I get while I get to the top, uh, get into the top ten.
0: Yeah, we'll take a quick break and get into the uh, top 10. All right, now we're going to pick up with our uh, top 10 rankings, uh, our final rankings. So we're we're obviously weighing the tournament pretty pretty importantly, but still taking a look at overall year and using Kempom, using NET, and just looking at the uh, resumes. But I think as we stated in the last segment, we both agree on uh, number one, uh being Yukon. Yep.
1: Yeah. yeah. I I don't think I I had them on the same tier as Alabama, but I don't have any like real way I would have put I just thought Alabama was like I didn't want to go like one, two, three like as my tier. Like like a tier of just like a multiple single team tiers basically. Uh yeah. there was no way to put Yukon behind Alabama to me.
0: Well I mean Alabama yeah, Alabama they had a pretty pretty poor showing in the tournament. Um but yeah, no Yukon was just dominant they were we are we already had them we both had them top 10 going into it i think the ap poll had them a little bit lower i think they had them at like 11 maybe 12 um uh, not not the AP poll. i mean so the ap doesn't post a new one so any references we're making to the posted poll is the coaches final poll um and yeah so they also everyone had uconn as the number one in that
1: Did they show votes for that oh yeah yeah they got a hundred yeah they wow they got it yeah they they really dominated that. All thirty-two. Yeah. Yeah. That was over. yeah 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 oh yeah yeah, yeah. all there, yeah there we go Let's see the first place votes okay yeah no exactly there's just no way to there, like uh, what else like UConn they won the national championship they're like number one on all the metrics now they beat like no one incredible and they're like they, I guess the Gonzaga wins considered really high honestly if you go by net they actually did beat like a lot of the best teams in the country like they beat three teams in the top fifteen um they beat. Like they got some real quality wins, like pre-conference play. They beat Alabama pre-conference play. They beat Iowa State. Uh, well, they, like Iowa State's not so good on a neutral court, though. Like these are all like, yeah. Like if this was a home win over Iowa State, like whatever. Like that's that's whatever to me. But like you're if you're taking these teams out on like, yeah, I mean you, Pitt,
0: Pitt beat Iowa State on a neutral court. What does that say about Iowa State?
1: <laughs> it is an upsettable brand of basketball. I like they. Yeah, that's. A 40, I mean,
0: a forty point type of basketball. <laughs> yeah. That's so, besides the point. That's besides the point.
1: Um anyway, they didn't they didn't really do much in Big East play. They basically they only got like solid home wins, but still, like their overall resume of just like not even just like like the like the fact that all their top wins just weren't even at home is just like especially impressive to me.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. They just did a really good job this whole season I mean, they just had that one rough patch, but other than that they were just incredible. Um they finished up, I think, what third in the net. They didn't end up passing Alabama and Houston, uh, but they finished with twelve quad one wins and eight quad two wins. So they had a lot of just great wins.
1: Yeah. No, really, really, it, like very hard to argue them off number one. So, but yeah, I, I think everyone, everyone at this point would agree that UConn is the number one team in the country if you're trying to do a ranking right now.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah, And then uh moving on to number I just lost my thing. Number two. Uh I have Alabama.
1: Yep. I have Alabama. We we refer a bit here. We'll, we'll we'll get down to it in a little bit. But yeah, we both got Alabama here. Uh yeah. already kind of I mean, should um, we just list out the teams that we
0: have in common here?
1: Yeah, yeah, We can go down to five basically. Well yeah, let's go, let's to go down to four. four. Yeah.
0: yeah. So three we have Houston and then four we have Texas. That would be our reseeded one seats if we had to restart this tournament. Um and yeah, I mean Alabama obviously they choked. They really kind of they really had this tournament like laid out in front of them. And they choked. But still they had they were the number one seed for a reason. They had a really good uh regular season.
1: And they they all 15-2, So it's not even like we're talking about like teams that really like massively underwhelm the tournaments like tournament runs. It just like like you want to see one seed make the Elite eight at the very least, I think, but still like it's not like these runs are like weak for the next three teams we're talking about.
0: Yeah, Alabama still four in Ken still number two in uh the net. And then Houston, yeah, still number one in the net and number two in Kempom, Obviously that's still weighted by just being able to play such an easy schedule. Um and kinda of just dominating. But yeah, Houston obviously they had their injury concerns, but just didn't show up when they needed to. They kind of got a scare in their first game. They uh were down in the second game and then Miami just kind of trounced them in their third game. So still like had a like great season, had the the time for the least amount of losses. Um I guess that probably puts them second for most
1: wins. Yep. Yeah behind FA yet, yeah. Um uh, yeah. So it's and neither of these teams, Alabama has no quad like losses that aren't quad one. Houston only has one quad three loss. So these teams also don't have any like real bolts in their resume either. Uh neither of them have a huge amount of super high end wins. Alabama's kind of chilling with like they beat Tennessee did they beat Tennessee once or did they lose both games to Tennessee? I think well, they Yeah they so they're really what they got, they got the they got the Houston win. Uh and they're kind of lacking around that.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, obviously they beat Maryland in the tournament. They beat Michigan State, who ended up being pretty solid uh, in the tournament. Memphis as well. So they got some wins here and there. But, they yeah, they didn't have – I don't think we're going to talk about a single other team in our top 10s that they beat other than Houston.
1: Yeah, and same. basically the same goes for Houston. Uh, Houston – actually, it kind of worse for Houston. But they got the St. Mary's win. They got uh, – yeah, and then nothing else. So both these teams are really – they're ranked they're ranked highly by us, mostly just due to like lack of flaws in their resume. Really yeah, I guess
0: there I guess there is a possible reason for Houston being lower. They kind of uh, flubbed their uh American championship. They didn't win that, so
1: Well they, that was that's what didn't play in that game. I guess like we don't really consider that, so like that's that's fair. But like yeah, you anyway, we don't we never consider injuries. But like still, like at least they, they do have an excuse even if it's not necessarily what we give a ton of leeway for
0: yeah yeah but a bit underwhelming from houston obviously they had the home court advantage if they made it to the final four and uh they couldn't so yeah i mean i think those are and then moving on to texas texas actually kind of like did some damage they actually made the elite eight uh yeah the other two teams didn't texas also looked like they had miami on the ropes and and credit to Miami, they brought it all the way back. But yeah, this Texas team looked good. They beat a really good Penn State team. I think Penn State team, like honestly, if we had to do like power rankings, I'd probably put Penn State top twenty-five because they just Penn State was playing their best basketball at the right time, and Texas still was able to deal with them pretty easily.
1: Yeah, and we didn't do rankings. We haven't discussed rankings since the Big 12, like the championships, and Texas was the Big Twelve champion too, uh, which is definitely like a pretty like the Big Twelve was was a bloodbath this year. Yeah, they killed
0: um, Kansas in that in that final so
1: yeah yeah the neutral court would they beat kansas twice this year i mean they beat like they beat baylor they went on the road beat kansas state they like i yeah they they really racked up pretty like a very solid resume in conference didn't end up with any non-quad one losses um beat Gonzaga beat creighton uh it really it like there i I honestly think you could make a case for having them as number two team in the country at this point
0: yeah um but yeah, nine-loss team. They didn't break 30 wins. It's probably, like, the thing holding them back. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the coaches' poll had, besides the teams that made the Final Four, they had, yeah, Alabama, Houston, Texas were the three best teams that didn't make the Final Four in their rankings.
1: Yeah, and in this order, too. So, you know, this is this is how we were. Even if the coaches' poll really did hinge very heavily on, like, oh, you made the Final Four, you got to be a top-ten team. Uh, our top five team. Uh, I think these clearly, if you're going by like just overall season quality, these are definitely the three next teams. I like, I think pretty, pretty easily. Yep.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's move on to number five. This is where we, I mean, we have the next two teams, five and six, but we've got them swapped here. I got UCLA at five.
1: Yeah. I got Kansas at five or uh, yeah, five and then UCLA at six. And then, yeah, you got Kansas at six. So really, very mild disagreement at this point yeah so
0: I don't know I love Kansas all season I kind of just gave UCLA the edge just because uh Kansas had a bit of a worse showing they lost to Arkansas and uh UCLA like almost beat that Gonzaga team um so UCLA almost made the Elite Eight Kansas just kind of flubbed it in the second round so I I had them pretty close already going into it. I had uh Kansas. I had Kansas as my uh second one seed, but UCLA was only five spots below them. So yeah, I had uh UCLA higher in that case. They're also yeah. one better.
1: I don't think yeah, I, I don't have any strong disagreement with that. Um at the end of the day though, I just do appreciate that Kansas, I think, set the all time record for quad one wins this season. Uh so even if their tournament run wasn't the most impressive. Um, it, it it's still like their overall their body of work was pretty darn impressive. Um, they and they also they're another one. I guess UCLA also did like both teams still no flaws in their resume, no quad two or lower losses. Um, you can go either way with this thing. I think the one numbers are a solid argument. I think UCLA may be the better team, like especially at their peak this year. But uh, yeah. Um, this is this is this is really split hairs at this point. These are both. Do both these teams had really good seasons?
0: Yeah, Kansas finished with 16 quad wins. That was actually tied with Texas. Texas ended oh. up tying them. Damn, there you go,
1: Texas. Yeah, hell yeah. But, but I thought Kansas doesn't have 17. Did someone fall out or? Uh... I'm seeing 16 here. Okay, interesting. I wonder. Oh yeah, I could see West Virginia not being in there anymore or something like that. I'm not, I don't know if my thing is fully up to date. Anyway, yeah, that's still fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, and.
0: Uh... Kansas obviously they just kind of were poor showing uh, to end the season. Obviously they got trounced by Texas and then only got one win in the uh, tournament. A lot of that probably has to do with uh, Bill Self dealing with uh, I think he had to have surgery on his heart and wasn't able to coach any of these games. And I mean the man's a damn good coach. He just won a championship last year and he's a big part of the team. So didn't didn't help their. Uh, their postseason hopes.
1: Yeah. And they are the high, but by the coaches' poll, Kansas is the highest team that got eliminated in the first two rounds. Um, so I think it, like, by body work, I feel pretty, like, I can see how UCLA would be ahead of them, but I think by body work, I think they are clearly, like, a top six team in the country at this point. Yeah.
0: All right. Moving on. We have another similar team. We have them on the same, t- we both have them actually on the same tier as Kansas, UCLA. So we're really in agreement thus far. Um, but, yeah, we have Gonzaga here. Yep. I hate to say Gonzaga here uh, just because I was never impressed by the season. Obviously, like, the UCLA win in the tournament was big. But Gonzaga didn't do too much to impress me all season. Only had eight quad one wins. I guess that was more than UCLA and same as Houston. But I don't
1: know. This Gonzaga team didn't seem that great. But they a quad three loss onto that also. Uh, if we're talking, I guess we're if we're like before the UCLA win too, like they're like their notable wins were basically just like, I guess oh god to beat Alabama too. Yeah, I, I maybe we're being a little bit too unfair. Like we have them, we both agree that they're 7th break team in the country at this point, so we're, we're not being really hard on them. Uh, but there may be a little bit of bias, like because their resume just overall is like very very solid. Uh, they they got Xavier on neutral court, they got two wins over St. Mary's, they got Alabama. Like that's. Yeah, yeah. That, but that's like, yeah, it is kind of impressive. I don't, I don't know. Like, I just, I was
0: not impressed. I they, they just played so many like quad three, quad four games, and they just never felt like dominant. Like, I feel like there's the, I mean, obviously, maybe I'm just comparing them too much to the past Gonzaga teams where this one was clearly going to be different from the start. Um, and I mean, next year is going to be even worse. I don't even know where they go from here.
1: Yeah, I was seeing them like some of the early, like the way too early top 25s and all that. And it has them in the top 25. And unless Timmy like is magically allowed to play basketball again next year, um, I'm like, I don't think they'll miss the tournament. Like they've been too consistent for that. But they're 21st, like they're really bringing back like basically no one for the team this year. Like H- Hickman and Malachi Smith are both pretty good,
0: so they I mean, they should be able to. I think they'll stay relevant. I, I think they'll probably say top 25. No. But okay, I, I'm not – maybe. like I'm looking at – I mean, obviously, nothing is – nothing is. you can't make any sort of determination at this point just because, as we have said, transfer portal hasn't gotten into effect. Um, But, I don't know, just looking at some of the other teams that were ranked that were, like, others considered on that list, I just I, – none of the teams really impressed me.
1: That's fair. And it could just be – and, like, I think partly – I may be underrating their big men because they just don't play a second big man with Timmy, really. Um, so one of the guys, well, they have like, I think one of their big men's like a pretty high in recruit. Uh, so they, it could really just be like they have some, they'll have some more impressive players waiting in the wings than, uh, that we're giving them credit for. Like, I think, is it, is no, not Ben Greg. It's, uh, no, yeah. They, oh, yeah. Okay. Elf, Elf and Reed, Elf, Elton Reed was a 24 recruit last year. Um, that Ben Gregg was playing more than him, so like they made Ben Gregg may turn out to be like a very quality big man. Like they just really did. These guys were getting completely marginalized by Timmy, so maybe one that them really breaks out. Yeah, and I
0: think they'll play. They'll probably play a lot different form of basketball where the guards actually like look better because they played really just like set in stone like sixties. Give it to the big man and just like do the rest. Like I think I think the guards might look a lot better now that they're not playing with Timmy
1: yeah yeah it could be i i just don't like yeah they're, we'll also, they're also probably gonna get a pretty solid
0: wing or like a forward or even a big man in the uh portal i wouldn't be surprised just because there's playing time like ready to take and it's a solid coach and a solid program like imagine hunter dickinson replaces
1: drew timmy yeah that would be unlikable um that is- <laughs> We'll, we'll, we'll probably discuss that a little bit more. Like when we're doing our way too early, there are a couple of players that could really swing. Well, there's not a ton of players who I think could swing a team being from like top 25 to actually top 10 team in the country next year. Uh, yeah. So far, will be players that enter the transfer portal at that level.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. So should we move on to the uh, last three where we kind of finally start disagreeing a bit?
1: Yeah, we really start disagreeing pretty hard. So I already got eight.
0: Yep. Yeah, so starting at eight, I have uh Miami here. I mean, I think they did. I would think they went on in terms of who they beat, I think Miami probably won on the best run in my opinion.
1: In the tournament. Yeah, I agree with that. I think they probably had the most impressive tournament run. Um I think it was really big for them because prior to the tournament they hadn't really beaten anyone uh at all like this season. Um like they like their big signature win was like Virginia. Um I guess Duke. They killed Duke at home. Uh but then they got they got like legit to high end like really high end wins in their tournament run. Uh but that still only put them at like five hundred in quad one play versus their losses. Um so I have them at sixteen. Like I think they're like part of, they're part of a tier that goes up to eight. So I don't think it's crazy to have, have them this high, but there's teams that have like winning records in quad one play versus their losses, there's teams with higher end wins. Um I just don't really see Miami as a top ten team at, even at this point.
0: That's uh, just—I mean—they just dominated. Some like of like their margins of victories as well in these games. Like they beat like—I mean, what? Two of the teams we're gonna dis- we're we're discussing here, and then uh, Indiana, another solid team. I don't know. I feel like they did it on the biggest stage as well. Like I give more—I give like those kind of wins more credit than a beating like. Like, I don't know, beating someone like on a neutral court during feast week. Like, so I think that uh, Miami deserves to be top 10 at this point.
1: Yeah, but there's like the, the big East teams all have like multiple, like they, the biggest teams ahead of them that I have ahead of them all have like multiple also years. Miami had a
0: winning record against their, they had nine quad one wins and eight losses on the season.
1: Okay. Well, okay. That, that's still basically 500. And there are teams that are like actually like, like fairly substantially over that, like at this point. Um, like it is, or at least it's like it's in line with like other teams in this area. at Best, like it's not like that's like that's not that's not really a point in their favor, especially with their like metrics even after that run, still just being very mediocre. Um, like I think they belong in this tier, but I don't think there's like Arizona
0: any... was eight and seven in that margin.
1: Yeah, but that like oh wait, they don't they fell out. How they fall? They lost one of theirs. I mean, they're Arizona's a
0: quad one wins at the net that I'm looking at. That's updated through the through April 3rd
1: yeah but they also beat they beat UCLA twice they beat Tennessee like that's an extra like really high and win for me uh they also have like some actually surrounding wins over San Diego State and Creighton who are just like if you look at Houston and Texas who are top four teams for us wins three to five for like for Miami compared to wins three to five for Arizona it's not even close unless you really like Indiana which I don't I think Indiana is still a pretty solid team but that's still their third best win, and then it just it's like I guess do like it just it kind of falls like they also beat Indiana actually like so like yeah yeah Ten- a- Tennessee Tennessee was
0: seven and eleven versus their quad one versus their total losses. So if you wanted yeah. to use that as a stat, then Tennessee they, should be as high as they are.
1: They beat Kansas. They beat they beat Alabama. They beat Texas. Yeah, but they but, have a lot lower
0: losses as well. Well, I, I guess just, Miami has the one loss. But
1: are you talking? No, that's why just- Miami, the quad three and four loss. Yeah. I mean, it was a one point loss, but. So, but those are definitely worse losses than three quad two loss. Like, those are definitely worse losses. Yeah. I guess, yeah. Tennessee. Yeah,
0: fair. But I don't know. I think you have to give some weight to the run they had. And um, I don't know. Arizona put up a stinker. I just can't. Like, yeah, I mean, let's talk about Tennessee because that's who you have at 8 We've talked about Miami here.
1: Yeah, we already brought I brought up their wins already. We talked about their quad two losses. Um, there's not a ton else to say. I guess they like they they're what they uh, you said they're seven and eleven in quad. I should just pull the net. You said they're seven and eleven in quad one play or like seven eleven quad one play they, versus. They have seven quad one wins and eleven losses in the season. Yeah, all quad two at the very least at worst. Um, yeah. Like, Run was like, I think, fairly solid. Like, I but we don't even disagree that hard. Like, Tennessee is one, like, we both have a team we're fairly close. Like, you're at 12 on Tennessee, I'm at 12 on San Diego State. Uh, so our big differences are Miami and your next team or your 10th. Wait, did you change your 10th team? Yeah, I changed it. Oh, you put Purdue out, okay? Yeah. But then I, so we don't have a ton of big differences. So I I strongly disagree with Purdue being that high, also. But that's that's not yeah, the case. No,
0: I, I adjusted, they just they because they didn't have great wins throughout the season, it was kind of just like mid. Big 10,
1: oh, they beat absolutely no one this year. They didn't even really beat the best teams of the Big 10 all that frequently. Well, I mean, didn't Purdue beat like Gonzaga? Oh, yeah, I forgot the day that they had that Peace week brought. Yeah, they beat Gonzaga, Duke, and Barquette like, uh, in like the the between Peace week and the week before that. Those uh, they, solid teams. Those are real solid, those are real solid wins. I can't, I can't describe those. And then they but just did, but FDU, <laughs> yeah. And like that was their first, their second, yeah. Th- and then yeah, there's just not a whole lot going on with this pretty resume because Big Ten play was not super impressive for them either. Uh, yeah. Ended up with two losses. Uh, yeah, but we're not really we're not, anyway. We don't need to get into that. Uh, Tennessee, we already kind of discussed. Do You want to just move on to uh, number nine then? Actually, yeah, I thought no. nine, nine. I gave San Diego State nine just because of their run. They obviously
0: picked up an Alabama win, who we still consider the number two team.
1: So, yeah, I give I give them credit for their run. Uh, yeah, I can't. Disc- I have them at twelve. I don't have any. I don't have any real issue with them being this high at all. Uh, they picked up some like legi- like the I mean, mostly the Alabama win, but creating it on a neutral court is fairly impressive. I think at this point, even FAU, like you have to consider a pretty quality win on neutral court. Um, they didn't do it. Like they, did, I mean, they didn't really have an opportunity to do a ton. Out like pre this point, there wasn't any big wins to pick up in the Mountain West. Yeah. Uh, they didn't do anything in their Feast Week tournament besides beat Ohio State, which no one really cares about. Um, but yeah. it's like they only ended up with one non-quad, one loss. Like, it's like there there's not a ton of polls in this resume. Yeah,
0: they're up to 14 in Kempom and I think 15 in the net. Yeah. So their numbers ended up good. And, yeah, I mean, they won when it mattered. They made the finals. So.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I have, I have, yeah. We're only what, like three or four spots off of them. So like, that's not, we're not hugely different there. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and then your number, number nine team. Yeah, I already talked about it a little bit. It's Arizona, brought their wins. The issue with them really is that they have four quad two losses and a quad three loss. Uh, so maybe I gave them a little bit too much rope. Uh, because eight and seven, and then eight and seven in quad one versus non quad like versus losses is like is unimpressive. Yeah,
0: um, and then they couldn't even beat Princeton, and
1: yeah, I have
0: I have them at 15, at the coaches poll at 17.
1: But uh, they did win the Pac-12 championship, and they beat UCLA twice. They picked up, yeah, like, some... I mean, obviously, yeah, we're not ranking for injuries, but UCLA was pretty beaten down for that game, and... They won, they beat UCLA, oh, yeah, that way, Jalen Park got hurt for Dillon. Well, that was the loss. They beat UCLA, he was healthy for their first win, though.
0: Yeah, six-point home one. Obviously, yeah, still good win, but... I don't know, Arizona, like I that was my pick to win it all, like kind of around that time you they beat UCLA, but they really just they just kind of were underwhelming and uh just so many weird losses. Like they got and, and some of their losses were not, not only like obviously their Arizona State home loss was like the worst one in terms of quadrant, I think, or maybe it's the Washington State. I'm not yeah, it's the Washington state. But um they like lost by pretty good margins to a lot of these teams. They lost to Utah by fifteen. They lost to Oregon by nineteen. Um, and then outside of the UCLA win, yeah, they beat Tennessee, who ended up kind of high, but they I did mean, what they beat San Diego early in the season. So and Creighton, but yeah, yeah. so I guess they kind of rounded out. But it's not like I don't know. The, 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 those teams are they beat that those teams back when like. Like, we wouldn't have considered it. It's only this run that, like, put it together for them.
1: But but I think part of that, Creighton was super inconsistent. And then we just didn't, like, part of the reason we were lower on San Diego State was partly, like, they were playing in the Mountain West. Like, I think San Diego State proved out that they are pretty darn good. Like, I don't think they were low in our rankings because they're, like, not a great team. Like, the Mountain West was just a hard place to get your ranking up.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think... I don't know. I didn't... uh, It's just hard to, like... Give them top ten after losing to a fifteen. seed. it's kind of the same deal with Purdue losing to a sixteen.
1: Yeah, that's fair. They, I still think of, like I get that so they have multiple. They have so many non quad one losses, but their wins were just way better than Purdue's. At the very least, I think it's like a more impressive, like more impressive than what Purdue had going on.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at the last time you ranked. You had Arizona at thirteen. You got them up to nine here. Obviously, they won the Pac-12 tournament and that.
1: I yeah, that pre pac That was it, So that okay, was.
0: But... Yeah, that Princeton loss still is. I guess the Princeton loss is that the quad 3 loss or is that a quad 2 for them?
1: I think that's probably quad 3 unless Princeton really, yeah, that that's a 111. I would assume that's quad 3. Yeah,
0: they're, they're 93 in the net.
1: They have yeah, they only have one, yeah, that that's got to be the quad 3 loss. Yeah, but
0: I don't know. They just poor showing. Uh Arizona Bill. I mean if if they get a uh, two Bellas to return, they can be good, but just a disappointing year from Arizona. See, oh my was God. High on.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, like, I thought there were some flaws with the team, but I, like, I, get, like, they already lost Kirk Chris. Uh, I get like he's not Arizona fans were not super happy with him by the end of the, <laughs> end of the season. Um, but I don't think they're. We'll, we'll see how many players they can bring back because it could be, it, it could end up being a tough season. Although it may not be a tough season because they may just run the field and pack twelve because they have no opponent competition.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, they didn't even run it this year. They <laughs> lost to random teams. True, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think B- Ballow should come back. I think Larson and Ramey, I think, are back. And then Boswell's another guard on that team that's expected to take a step
1: up. Obviously, we'll talk about this next week. But Ray, uh, Ramey's done. Uh, Ramey's done. Yeah. But otherwise, yeah, I think you'll, everyone else should be back. And I just need two Bells coming back, too. That's not outside the
0: question. Yeah. All right, moving on to number 10. Uh, I had this team at 11 before I moved Purdue down a bit. But Kansas State had a great run i mean they were they were a lot of fun obviously they beat teams that were kind of low end in their run they beat uh kentucky michigan state but uh yeah i think they had just a pretty good overall season as well
1: yeah i i'm not super far off on you on kansas state i think you had so you have at 10 i got them at uh 13 so pretty pretty mild difference there uh prior to this we had two off now it's three off uh the tournament run was really impressive. They did pretty well in the big twelve play like big twelve play. Only losing one non-quad one game eleven and ten. Like win quad one wins to losses. Um or eleven and ten, am I getting that? I, I feel like I'm half question everything I have on the site now.
0: For uh Kansas State. Uh yeah, eleven and ten. Kansas, Kansas State had eleven yeah, eleven quad one wins and ten losses on the season. Nine of those and were quad one.
1: Really goddamn impressive wins. Road at Baylor, road at Texas uh beat kansas at home uh like i guess those are really like the, the road like those early Roadwoods were like definitely like the sell, like a hard selling point but then they got home win over baylor later um they didn't do like they scheduled a trash out conference schedule which i think is a bad call i think it i think it just doesn't help your like ranking overall to to schedule like such cake before the season really gets yeah. i mean they ended up they
0: ended up getting a three seed. I think that definitely helped because they already played enough tough teams in the Big Twelve that if they played more, then they could have they could have been a lower seed because they had a lot more losses if they played a tougher one.
1: Yeah, that's a fair point. And that and I don't think they like they were like ranked last in the preseason coaches poll for uh Big Twelve. So it's not like or they said they weren't last, maybe they were actually I think they may have been last. Um but uh so like, maybe the expectations weren't super high for them like even internally but they really they showed the hell out this season they were they were incredibly impressive yeah uh we can get to i guess my number 10 i also have a big 12 team uh i went baylor they uh they ended up like without a single quad two loss. um they I, I can see why they're not ahead of you like ahead of uh kansas state for you but i think it really does, like, I mentioned, come down to, like, that they actually did some stuff out of conference. They beat Gonzaga and UCLA uh, before Big yeah. 12 played. They so. finished
0: with the same amount of quad one wins as Kansas State. They both had 11. Uh, Baylor had uh, one more loss on the season. Uh, I mean, all of them came quad one. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, this, their postseason sucked. They lost to an Iowa State team that didn't even show up in the tournament. And then uh, – Great, and they only lost by nine. But I'm pretty sure that, if I remember correctly, that game was just not a nine-point game. It was one of those ones that <laughs> Baylor closed to make it look a lot better in the last second.
1: Yeah, they weren't. They were not real super in that game, and they did only like okay in Big Twelve play. Uh, they didn't have like they don't have any like they beat. They managed to put their series with Texas and Kansas. Uh, so, but the, so their overall top end wins are probably pretty comparable to Kansas State. Uh, I can definitely see flipping this. Like it, it's really it is very thin. Uh and yeah, Baylor. UCLA, they beat UCLA in Gonzaga early season, so that helps. Yeah, and they but even the one numbers are kinda of splitting hairs. So like it really there's not it really is hard to like super differentiate differentiate these two teams.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're Baylor's seventeen, Kansas State's nineteen in the net, and then in Kempom, Baylor's sixteen, Kansas State is twenty
1: one, but yeah, and their wins are super – like, their high end win quality is super similar. Uh, So, if it comes down to performance to you, like, that's a big selling point that I, that I get why the Kansas State would have a pretty decent edge. But I think just, like, lining them up, their their resumes are pretty darn, like, close to identical.
0: Yeah, yeah, no fair. Um, All right, so that's the uh, top ten. We talked about some of the teams that the uh, – the only team that we had – so, you had Arizona and Baylor in, um, and – you were missing or you had Arizona Baylor and Tennessee all in who was, they weren't in for the, uh oh geez, Kansas was 11. Huh. Okay. Well, so yeah, the ones, the one team that neither of us had that was in the coaches poll was Florida Atlantic, which was, they got all the way up to five. I mean, that's obviously putting a lot of weight. And I guess Florida Atlantic never really had the chances that uh other teams had and
1: even in the tournament, they didn't get a chance to really prove it.
0: That's, that's the reason I can't get them too high is because, like, they didn't... If they, like... If they went out of their way, like, beat if they beat Purdue in this run and then they, like, went to beat Kansas State and beat Tennessee, I would probably have them pretty close to top 10. Or, like... They did...
1: Yeah, they did both... They did be a team we both had in our top ten so I guess. That, that is... Maybe... I don't... But it was... Yeah, it was so such razor-thin margins in all these games. Um,
0: I still think they're a really good team in... I wouldn't be – like, yeah, if we redid this tournament, I wouldn't be surprised if they, like, went on another run. They're just – they are a solid team. They were just under – they were undervalued uh, going in. But, yeah, I have them at 18 and you have them at 17. So, it's not like
1: – we're uh, I mean, we didn't –
0: neither of us had them ranked going into it, so.
1: Yeah. Uh, but this could be – and we've already kind of mentioned this, but this team super on the rise. This this may not be the most impressive FAU team we see in the next two years. Uh, yeah. So, but so not to discredit them a ton. I just don't think that the overall resume has a ton of selling points because their best win is Kansas State uh, or Tennessee depends on which one of us you are. Yeah, yeah, and then the other team that we had
0: pretty close, both of us, uh, we had top fifteen each uh, was Marquette. Uh, underwhelming, uh, underwhelming performance in the tournament, but great in the Big East, great in the Big East tournament. So definitely still and- supported to them.
1: It's a little silly, but there is some value to these teams that swept UConn in the regular season. Yeah,
0: uh,
1: that's looking a lot. That's looking. I know that UConn was going through a stretch there, but oh, they didn't sweep them. They split. They split the series. No, they got okay. They went two and one though. Didn't UConn because they beat them in the Big Oh, East oh yeah, 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 two and one. They both got two wins over UConn, uh, Xavier and Marquette. Uh, which is I don't know. Maybe I'm giving them too much credit for that, but that that does look very impressive when you're going back through a resume right now.
0: Yep. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. But yeah, so that's our final top 10 and uh it's where we uh, leave it with the season and till next year. I mean, next week we'll talk about we'll do a, one last episode uh for the year, talk talk a little bit of the future, get really a, get really uh our crystal balls and <laughs> some rankings, but yeah, obviously it's it, none of it really matters at all until the transfer portal settles, but kind of it's still a lot of fun to kind of keep thinking about basketball get get ahead
1: of ourselves and we'll get to look at some like crazy nonsense late next season where we're like holy crap how did we have like what's it like I number like six or something
0: yeah and then maybe even uh next week depending on how how much time we take on that top 10 we can also maybe look back at some of the uh predictions we wrote down or the tiktoks we had and kind of see how our uh predictions panned out i bet i think i had said that arizona was going to win it all at one point on the tiktok so.
1: We we got
0: yeah, we made some hot take TikToks and I don't think any of those came through. Yeah, no, I don't think. We were all over UConn, but we never we never really announced them winning at all. So yeah, we'll have a good episode next week. Uh so thank you for listening and tune in next time.